we were getting through the defeat of, of Corbyn and of Bernie, uh, and we were in lockdown, and everything seemed pretty hopeless. Um, and then I don't know. I feel like you were you were you were bringing just the message that the left needed to hear at that moment in in bringing attention to the much kind of long nature of the defeat, the long nature of the enemy that uh, we were up against, and also turning attention to both foreign policy and, um, well, the deep state, I suppose, as, as much more constitutive of the dilemma we were facing. If you were a Bernie supporter, Corbyn supporter, Podemos supporter, it was possible to think that you were you were just fighting for a good deal domestically. You were just fighting for better economic policies and so on. And I think that the story you told in the Jakarta method really, um, I don't know, clarified uh, the global and interconnected nature of neoliberalism. And I don't know, it was the right book for then. And I've got a feeling if we burn, it's going to be a similar uh, case right now. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think the Jakarta method found its audience in a way which was quite lucky. I mean, um, the publisher certainly didn't expect it to resonate with people like that. I didn't expect it to resonate with people like that. The most um, successful book of Indonesian history of the, uh, <laughs> of the decade, I suspect. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, uh, fair play to my publisher for taking a little bet on a book about a country that most people had never heard of. And But they kind of thought it would be that. They thought it would be a book that would come out. Oh, this is a nice thing to have. It's a story about a, a bad thing that, that happened in a faraway country a long time ago. Um, and yeah, and I think it hit at a time when that story, you know, had been certainly forgotten. And it seems to have mattered to to some people. Um, there was also the sort of luck and the unluck of the pandemic. I found myself essentially trapped in an apartment in Sao Paulo. I was there doing a report on uh, Bolsonaro's government in Brazil, but I, I got stuck in Brazil uh, with nothing really to do <laughs> except mm -hmm. for go on every single podcast in the entire world that would have me. <laughs> uh, so I did that for months. And I think that probably had something to do with the, the, the fact that the book uh, got out there and yeah and I'm I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> um, repeat that again I'm here you know I spent four years on this on the second book so I'm going to do whatever I can to get out there and, and see if it can find its readers as well do you do you feel like and this is just a just a writer process question do you feel like this book is like a more mature representation of sort of like the way you're approaching these big topics because uh, your first book was amazing and it was it, it was perfect as far as I'm concerned. And I just wonder how do you, how do you evolve from that? And I, I mean, I don't want to give you the software, you know, software. Uh, uh, Why you know, are you so or good? And how, and how come you got better? <laughs> how did you get better? It's so good. <laughs>